The metaverse is emerging as the next big technology platform and promises to be the next frontier for human experiences on the internet. Into the Metaverse covers companies, technologies, and trends that are bringing these promises to life. Join creator and host Jonathan Ross Friedman, founder and CEO of SuperSocial, as he interviews the brilliant minds that are building, shaping, and investing in the Metaverse. Hi, this is Jan. Welcome to Into the Metaverse. This week for our weekly talk is Lisa Bernard, who is a friend of Priya, who has been with us for a while. And Lisa is a former journalist in so many great publications, among them even Bloomberg. Lisa, so great to have you here as we talk about a few items that are super interesting for the week. Thank you, Jan. I'm looking forward to it. Great to be here. So what's what's up today? What are we talking about? So excited. Well, I think this is really interesting. So ChatGPT has been sort of this text interactive um, item, and now it looks like at NVIDIA, so researchers are turning it into an AI agent. And this AI is learning from other AI and it's learned to play Minecraft on its own, and it's learning some office tasks, which ultimately could be a threat to white collar jobs, something that so many people are fearing, the threat to jobs. What do you think of this, these, these interactive companions coming closer and closer to being reality? I mean, you know, it's such an interesting category of AI because I remember about six years ago, I had this experiment where I believe that we can build with AI true companions for young people specifically uh, that can grow with AI and help the AI amplify all of the good things that children wants to experience and, and express and learn. And that experiment obviously gave me some understanding of what AI is and where we are back in the day. Today, six years later, we're in a much more advanced place where we have ChatGPT, and I think what's interesting about the NVIDIA experiment that they're doing in the research division is really about taking these AI interaction capabilities to a whole new level. And I think there is a lot of people, including folks like Mark Benioff, who is the CEO of Salesforce, that are really talking already about the next wave of AI, which is not going to be generative AI. It's going to be autonomous agent or autonomous AI. And so I think what you're seeing with that research from NVIDIA an AI that can go into video games, play these video games. That is really the beginning of, I believe, of how technology is going to go 10x beyond generative AI to be fully autonomous. And imagine being able to deploy or set an AI that will play a game for you or do a bunch of different tasks. Uh, for example, go and build a whole business development pipeline with a recommendation of how to approach and already activating those outreach because they're connected to your email. So I think autonomous agents as a category is still very early on. But in this research of NVIDIA, I believe you're seeing the first signals of how people are planning to expand on what technologies like ChatGPT is able to do. True. And I guess it's happening as all of it faster and faster than we even could have conceived. Speaking of gaming, Minecraft and such, um, it's the 100th anniversary of Disney, which is hard to believe, actually. And as they're assessing the, the movie's you know, the movie income has gone down. Their theme parks are struggling a bit. It seems like there's some chatter. Is it time for Disney to get into gaming and producing their own games, which seems sort of obvious. They have so many characters. But what do you think of this, that Disney could now go into gaming? There's talk of them maybe even purchasing EA or getting into gaming. Well, I think that we've also seen Disney walking away from, quote unquote, metaverse efforts. Right? They shut down what they had as a metaverse division 
which was their own kind of effort into virtual worlds and activating in metaverse experiences and, and platforms, which they may still do in a different structure. But this news really highlights two aspects in my mind. One is that Disney still is working on figuring out what the metaverse and a 3D internet mean for them, which is so much more than just how do they take advantage of their content. We're talking about new forms of storytelling. We're talking about new forms of communication. We're talking about new forms of commerce. And then there is the more immediate uh, point, which is how is Disney planning to take advantage of their IP and making sure that they can monetize and bring their IP and expand their business model while they're currently struggling with you know, streaming and Disney Plus still hasn't proven itself as a profitable business. And we saw that ESPN, which is a non-core to their entertainment business and their IP, is actually the biggest profit generator at the moment for Disney as a group. So all of those things, I think, outline that Disney is really at a cross point to really decide what direction they want to go and how they're going to go in terms of strategy. We're also hearing in India that Disney is looking to potentially offload or at least sell majority or minority pieces of their India business, which is called Disney Star. So that's another piece. So all in all, it looks like Disney is looking at gaining more cash, bolstering their cash flow and their balance sheet so they can really figure out what is the next big move that they're doing. Are they going to be able to acquire a company like EA, which is going to be a very big, expensive acquisition? Maybe not in the $75 billion that Disney spent to acquire 21st century uh, Fox, uh, but may well be in the $35, $40, 45000000000 billion acquisition, which would be an enormous undertaking given that they are paying billions of dollars of debt and, and interest uh, a year for the Fox acquisition. All of those things really outline how big of a challenge uh, you know, Bob Iger has to deal with. But it is clear to me that figuring out what is the future of monetizing and expanding their IP as the internet is evolving to 3D, as mainstream media is challenged with figuring out what business model is going to be profitable with the changes in cinema, with the changes in streaming TV, all of those just forces us to think of Disney as what is that next chapter and what gaming has a role to play, not just in the near term monetization as a business model, but also what is Disney POV on what a 3D internet means for their organization. And the other thing, yes, the other thing that was interesting is talking about all their assets and what to do with them. There was talk about tr selling off ESPN or portions of ESPN. And then I saw that there was this consideration it would have to be a very wealthy company to be able to purchase ESPN. So there's talk of Apple. And if Apple purchased ESPN in a way to sort of enhance their Apple TV Plus, that's really interesting. Apple getting into sports, we see with Amazon, you know, Thursday night Amazon has football. Really interesting space for Apple. And I don't know how real this is, but uh, an Apple ESPN partnership would be really interesting. Uh well, I think everyone understands that in a world of on-demand, in a world where I can consume whatever content I want anywhere in the world at any time, live sports remains as one of the most lucrative events. You see that with the investment Amazon has made in uh, NFL. Uh, Netflix is making sounds of wanting to do things in live sports. And so, correct, uh, with Fox maintaining Fox Sports, you don't really have many big assets around live sports. ESPN is one of the biggest, if not the biggest. And so it sounds like a very lucrative 
acquisition potentially for Apple, and on the flip side, allowing Disney to acquire more capital in order to invest in the future of their core business, which is IP, entertainment, consumer products, and everything related to the theme park. So yes, it's all very speculative at the moment, uh, but you can see how all of those components ultimately line into what is the future of Disney and how are they going to play their cards. That's right. So speaking of Apple, let's shift to some of these murmurings coming out about how Apple was caught flat-footed when ChatGPT came out, as were so many other companies, and this scramble internally to, to catch up, and now discussions of including AI in Apple devices, possibly as soon as the end of next year. There's They're buying some AI servers and, and trying to ramp up as quickly as possible. What do you think of that as Siri being able to do a lot more than she currently does for us? Siri has been a very mediocre companion so far, to be honest. I think everyone recognizes that. Apple has been surprised just like every other big tech company has been surprised, uh, with the exception of Microsoft, who has been involved with OpenAI from early on. So they may well have been the more ready out of Google, Apple, Amazon, and Meta. But it, it is clear that uh, out of the, the big five, tech companies, right? Meta, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, and Google. Apple seems to be the one that has been the quietest in terms of its AI efforts. They do have a senior vice president who is only responsible for AI. We haven't heard anything. We've seen some rumors. I am not bullish on Apple in terms of providing a service around generative AI. I don't think they've ever had a strength in consumer application per se. Their strength is always at the integration of hardware, software together and building ecosystems. I am bullish on Apple in the long term of how AI enable their products and services to be more valuable to consumers. Uh, will Apple launch a open AI uh, a chat GPT competitor? I, I don't think so. Uh, that's not what I would put my money on. Does Apple will use AI overall in machine learning and potentially generative AI? to bolster and amplify their current products and offerings. I think that's obvious that they have to, they are likely are doing it. And the fact that they've been caught off guard, I think is just an articulation of what happened for the wider ecosystem and big tech. And they are definitely the slowest one, at least publicly to do something about it. Uh, but you know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I suspect we're gonna hear and see more from Apple in the coming WWDCs on how you know AI amplifies their products and services. True, and what's interesting is I read that they're um, debating, should it be on the device itself or in the cloud and exploring safety and privacy, which is encouraging to know that they're gonna you know, hopefully spend the time on it before just releasing it to the wild. Because the Apple has definitely been the more thoughtful, responsible players in technology around privacy for their own agenda, of course, but definitely have taken a more uh, prudent approach than what you've seen from folks like Google uh, and Meta for sure. And so uh, let's see what they do. And if they continue to raise that flag of privacy, uh, seems like they will, but I do believe it will be an important pillar as part of their integration of AI capabilities into their products and offerings. Great, and also again, like Apple is so secretive and keeps everything so close to the vest, but there's some suggestion that this Vision Pro could be coming as early as 
first quarter of the year. And that's because apparently some employees have been secretly scheduled to train in Cupertino on the Vision Pro and how to sell it. So that's sort of exciting that we can finally get our hands on this thing, right? I think that everything Apple does is not accidental. If it's a secretive uh, information that someone discovered, it's probably very, very strategically planted by Apple. And so I think they are incredibly thoughtful and strategic about it. So I don't think that's an accident. And yes, I think I am and many are excited about uh, seeing the Vision Pro in action and uh, really seeing the impact it will make on the ecosystem. What I did think was interesting, though, in, the, in this article, it suggested that one or two employees in each retail store would be, sorry, there would be one or two Vision Pros in each retail store. So they clearly know they're not going to have to have hundreds and hundreds of these. It's such a high price point that I don't think they're expecting a rush on purchasing them. It's sort of a small, um, it, it seems like it's a small number and they might even have some demo spots in the stores, which, well, which will obviously get traction. Apple is really good at knowing how to manage expectations. Uh, and it's probably a smart move to under promise and over deliver. And so they probably prefer to start with two demo locations and do 10 than the opposite, right? So again, one of the most, the most thoughtful consumer companies ever built and let's see what they do with it. Let's see. Can't wait. Thank you so much, Jan. Thanks for chatting. And I can't wait to do it again with you next week. Thank you, Lisa. Great having you today. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Into the Metaverse. We hope you learned a lot and explored new aspects of the metaverse. 